This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast for by PointBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo with Ryan Herrera hopefully joining us in just a little bit uh, from beautiful Wrigley Field. Cubs beat the Reds 6-1 to one and finish off a sizzling month of September. Cody, you cracking a beer there for the uh, beginning of the podcast? I am cracking a white claw because that's all I have in my fridge. <laughs> black, black cherry. <laughs> yeah. All right. We we yeah. will uh, get we will get to casual Friday with Cody, which was the big event out at uh, Wrigley Field before the game. Murphy's Bleachers. Um, in just a second, we got to get to Adrian Sampson first. Like I, I keep saying, like, hey, he's a nice depth piece, this and that, but you got to pay some respect to what he's doing right now. You know, I know he doesn't have overwhelming velocity. He doesn't have overwhelming <laughs> stuff, but he's yeah. hitting all of his spots right now. And he's been doing it for like seven straight starts. Okay. So the Cubs win six to one, they've won nine of 10. And right. some of Samson's numbers are unbelievable. One, seven innings, one run again today, a one five Oh ERA. In the month of September, that's five straight quality starts. In each of the five games, one run or less, a total of three runs in the last five games. I mean, he's been two runs or less in his last seven starts. He's pitching like he's the ace of the staff. I don't know what right. to make of it because it's the end of the season, but he has pitched against some good teams. And I don't know how you wouldn't sign him back at this point. Now, I don't know if you can guarantee him a spot in the rotation. I just don't know. But, like, this is impressive. And I I don't know how long it can last. But it's impressive nonetheless. Right. Uh, so, Lawrence, shout out to the log dog. He's uh, pulling up stats here that Ryan tweeted out after the game, right? He's, yeah. Adrian Sampson is one of eight starting pitchers in 2022 to record at least five straight uh, five straight games of six or more innings pitched while allowing one or fewer earned runs. And that list includes Justin Verlander, Shane McClanahan, Zach Gallen, Robbie Ray, Sandy Alcantara, and Dylan Cease. There's a couple Cy Young, like, <laughs> like yeah. Cy Young eligible guys there, right? Like, I'm with you, Luke. Like, it's, it's hard to uh, say that you can't put this guy on the 40 man next year. Like, Right, that's what I mean. Like, I, you know, right? Like, I just don't know what I to, keep we, going. I don't know what to do with them. Like, but but right. I don't know how you can't at least have them on the forty man roster. Right, and you know, we have especially in recent days with the talk of Hayden Wisniewski, we have talked about like 
who could, who should be in the starting rotation in 2022. And like Adrian Sampson, man, like I know he's 30, 31. I think it's 31. But like, it's not like he's 35 and like no. not like, I would say he's impressed me more than Drew Smiley to this, to this point. Right. Like that's how I feel. And to be honest with you, coming into the year, I thought the guy deserved a chance earlier because he pitched well at the end of last season, too. You look at his major league numbers with the Cubs at the end of last year in the second half, like no one knows it because no one was paying attention because they traded off all the core and everything. But like he was good at the end of last year, too. It's not even just like this year. It's not like it's only been the second half. He got called up in like May, late May, I think. Like he's been yeah. on this team for a while. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm with you. Like, I don't know. Like, would I rather the Cubs go sign, like, a Rodon or a, or a DeGrom, someone like that, and then, you know, have Samson as a death piece? Yeah, but when you, but if, if the Cubs want to spend more money on position players, then, like, I'm okay with having him as a right. piece. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what it comes down to is, like, what do the Cubs envision? Do they envision – the fact that they need to get more help on the offense and defense in terms of position players, or do they, do they think they need to get more pitching? And well, this pitching infrastructure is a well-oiled machine. Like I think we can say that at this point, and I know today faced the reds, but like he's been doing it all season. Like we keep going every five days. We're like, this guy is, you know, it's, it's cool. Like it's it's nice of him to eat innings for us, but like he's been doing it for so long, and it's like I don't think he's your a top three rotation guy, but like he's at least a four or five or like a depth piece and to just in case if there's an injury or if you sustain an uh or if you stay sustain an injury, obviously, or right. you know, in the middle of your bullpen come in like maybe an Alec Mills type role, like I know he doesn't have – he's not throwing 95 plus, but, like, 93, 94 isn't awful. And, like, again, like, he's going out here and shoving against good teams, in my opinion. I know today he shoved against the Reds, and they're – you can argue they're a triple-A team. But, like, I, to me, it's like they're – you got to – you're you, if you're the Cubs, you're trying to learn about certain guys, right? And, like, they've definitely been trying to learn about – Adrian Sampson over the course of the season. And like, he just goes out there every fifth day and, and gives you quality innings. Like I said it the other day about Marcus Stroman, everyone who's been hating on him because of all the money he's getting paid and all this shit. But like Marcus Stroman's been do giving you everything that you asked for, for, you know, for the, maybe not so much of the money that you're asked for, but like basically what the Cubs are asked for and that's quality innings. And well, Adrian Sampson's doing the same thing. Like, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what the Cubs do because, like, as much as I would love a Rodon or a, or a Jacob Degrom or a Shamanaya or a Chris Bassett, it's making them think. It's making it's, it's make, be he's making, making them think, think right? Yeah. And like, I think at this point, when you look at this team, it's like this team needs more offense. This team needs more. It needs an improved defense. So if you want to invest more money at at middle infield or whatever, you know, that conversation we're talking about. Or if you want to go get yourself a outfit to play all three positions, a la Aaron Judge, or something like that, like, then I think that perhaps that 
maybe investing money more on on position players or or something like that makes more sense. But again, I still think, you know, you don't have to get the best arm in free agency, but getting an arm only helps. So I think they will definitely do that. But Adrian Sampson is definitely he's definitely making a play, like making a making an argument for him oh, to be yeah. on this roster come opening day in 2023. And again, I understand it's the Reds. I understand that like they're not good and like all that. Understand it, but it's not. It's not like this is the first start. This is like we have seen like 20 starts from Adrian Sampson. How many more do we need to see? to be convinced that this guy deserves a spot on the 40 man. Right. I mean, you said it. We we were thinking early in the season, we basically had labeled him as Alec Mills 2.0, which may or may not have been fair, but that's what it seemed like. And I don't know, maybe that's still the case, but he's been so good right now. David Ross talking during the broadcast about, you know, between last year and this year, there's been a little up, not a huge uptick, but there's been an uptick in the fastball velocity. And he thinks that's really helped. And I know Ryan Dempster has said in many broadcasts that, you know, he's cutting that strike zone into quadrants and he's just like picking it apart. He's going, you know, outside, inside, outside, and and he's just painting lines. I don't know if that's something that's sustainable or not, but it's been sustainable for for, for sure for seven starts now. And PS five was the first one that I can think of that remembered that pointed out in our chat and was like, Hey, what about just going after the position players and, and, and not signing that frontline starter. And I, at first I kind of thought, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's the way to go. I think they need a frontline starter. And I still might believe that I just, I'm just starting to lean more and more towards, I don't want them to, overspend on that starter that frontline guy i don't want them to overreach for that frontline guy because the pool will be even better the following year and it's where their strength is in the system and frankly it's the strength of the team right now is pitching depth and he's just another piece of it and i know sean in the chat said hey you got to at least give him a shot at the fifth spot of the rotation next year okay so let's just hypothetically say there's a you starter. gotta give him that spot over kyle Hendricks. like hey that's what i'm saying I, like what if, if, <laughs> kyle Hen- if kyle Hendricks is healthy right now we're all thinking okay let's just say let's just say it's rodon or whoever let's say they get somebody that's a frontline starter then you go stroman then you have steel right mm-hmm. and absolutely you assume Hendricks is in there for sure don't you I like, would say I, do. so. I don't think Hendricks is done. I, I think Hendricks is going to be healthy, and when he's healthy, they're at the very I, least going to let him pitch a whole first half of the season before they start to make any determination on what's left in the tank for Kyle Hendricks. But right, I, mean, I mean, you have Steele that you want to you want to get a good look look at. You have um, Thompson has proven that he deserves at least that opportunity, and I know. We've gone back and forth about the, you know, the long-term guy. And and they were saying in the broadcast today about starters, you know, like he's gone an average of like five. The average in Major League Baseball for a start is five and two-thirds. And that's mm-hmm. right about where Sampson's gone. So that means that the guys like Keegan Thompson, the, the, the ability he has to give you two or three innings that role is changing in baseball because guys aren't going eight innings anymore. Like to go seven is very rare. 
There's only been like right. 30 complete games, I think, this season. So I don't know. Maybe that is just as valuable, and that's something we've discussed so far this season. But I, I don't know what you do. I know I don't. Some people are ready to give up on Kyle Hendricks. I don't think you can if he's healthy. You got to bring him back, and you got to see what he's got. But I don't know how well, Sampson's certainly not uh, at spring training and considered as one of the guys that could be in the starting rotation, at least competing for it. I agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, beyond that, I maybe, can't say anything. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if the Cubs decide to go to like a six man. Like, why no, not? I would, like, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Unless you the extra, young guys are like, unless the young guys are saying, no, we need to stay in that rhythm and go right. more often. Which, right, if but, that's the case, let's say it's a five man, then there is an argument for Alzali and Thompson to be in that bullpen and then just start using those guys as three inning guys, like every, instead of throwing a bullpen session, just going back out there and piggybacking starts with some of these guys and shortening the starts on your on your starters even more so than what they maybe are now which is you know kind of crazy to think about that's the way it is but right. i could see that being very normal in major league baseball um mm. sooner rather than later where you have four or five inning guy four or five inning guy just kind of like tag teaming and then put in a starter or a closer rather absolutely you could see that yeah yeah, I, I like this comment from the Jedi of Chicago. He says, with today's outing, Samson is at a 3090 RA and 102, 101.2 innings pitch. That's yeah. really solid for a three on a decent team. Now, again, I don't think Samson is a three on a team next year if you're trying to go out and earn a playoff spot. But again, those numbers that you're seeing that the Jedi of Chicago put out there, like you can't ignore that. Like I, you know, Maybe maybe the Cubs don't need to go get like a mid tier guy, like because that's what I keep saying, right? Like if they're not gonna get like a a Rodon or a, a Manaya or a Bassett or a or a, a Degrom, then give give me a mid tier guy. But maybe Adrian Sampson is that guy. I don't know. But like you have so many guys though, and like what brings me back to it is like they're so flooded with like pitching. This brings me back to like the whole thing with Shohei Otani, Luke. You have so many guys who have pitched well. Yeah. I don't know what the Angels direction is, but all I know is that they're selling the team. And you want to you want to send some of these guys to the Angels and get yourself Shohei Otani? Fine. That's that's kind of the way I've looked at it. Again, and that, and, and that's that's kind of the thinking that I've had thinking that maybe you don't need to send Nico Horner. But again, there's other teams out there and yeah, maybe maybe you would have to. I don't know. Like to me, you the the Cubs as bad as they've been, they have been able to show showcase so many different dudes who have been good. And yeah, would would the Cubs be able to send Adrian Sampson in a trade for Shohei Otani? Absolutely not. But could afford to send some of these younger guys get Shohei back, and then you still have Adrian Sampson, and maybe he could be someone in that rotation. I don't know, but like right now, it's very blocked, right? Like you, you got. Like we've named them all off, right? Like Strowman, Steele, Smiley. Yeah. You know, like. Well, Wesneski. <laughs> yeah, Wesneski looked like a guy Hendricks, that should be a starter. Yeah. Right. And, we, and we're and we just assuming Hendricks is going to be in there based off the respect that he has with the organization. Alzali, Steele, Thompson. Alzali and Thompson. Like there's a lot of guys there like that. 
that's kind of the process that I've been thinking in my head with this whole thing with Otani over the last month and a half is like they have so much pitching. And the one thing that that team has always missed is pitching. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's yeah. it. I don't know. Like that's, that's kind of my thought process and thinking like maybe, maybe we're going to see a big trade like that, that will free up opportunities for some guys. Again, I don't think Adrian Sampson is going to get you Shohei Otani or going to be part of a Shohei Otani trade, but you know, no, but, it, but out, it might. But if you trade for a guy like Otani and you have to give up your young pitching that's really good, Horton, like your recent first round draft picks, um, right? Kate Horton, yeah. maybe, maybe it's Horton, maybe it's Wesneski, maybe it's both, maybe you know, maybe it's both of them and Killian. But a guy like Sampson then allows you to that's where you slide Sampson into a fourth or fifth starter in your rotation. If you have Otani right. and Stroman at the top, what the Cubs have right now is in my memory, like I've been watching the Cubs since early seventies, right? Early to mid seventies as a little kid. <laughs> I don't remember more pitching depth in the organization. Now we know more about young guys and the farm system now than we certainly did in the seventies, eighties or nineties with major league baseball. I just don't remember the Cubs ever having this much pitching depth in the organization. Now, had they ever had better starters, one through five? Yes, obviously. This is a third-place team that's done really well in this, you know, fairly well here in the second half, specifically with the starting pitching. And a but, bad division. But they don't they don't have like two Cy Young. They don't have Lester and Hendricks like in, in 16 yeah. where guys or Arietta. <laughs> or Arietta, like you know, you had three guys. You could say, "Oh, that those are our aces, right?" Right, right. You can't. They don't have that necessarily right now. You have some guys that are still trying to prove that, obviously. But beyond that, when you look at the organization, I've just never remembered this kind of depth pitching, and that's what they are trying to build. And usually, when you trade, you trade from your strength. And so mm -hmm. if they are going to make a move, you would start to think that these are the types of guys um, that they'll be moving. So, yeah, like, no, it's, like, it's very great job by Samson. No question. Yeah, he had a great day. I mean, I didn't watch on television. Obviously, I was at the ballpark out in Love Field hanging out with my guy, my Thai guy, shout out. Uh, but, you know, it, he had some quick hittings. That game was. I, you know, kind of slow at first because of the runs, but like that game kind of went by quick after the runs were scored, uh, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I, he just, he just finds a way to give you quality innings and I can't explain it. I don't understand why, uh, but whatever the Cubs have done to help him, uh, you know, put him in a position to succeed it's definitely not something we can ignore at this point. Cause like, no, I feel like a month ago we were like, ah, maybe like, is he going to make the 40 man? I don't know. But right. like, no, you know, he's, well, done all, it. he's done it for we, another month. Yeah. We all kind of said like, it seems like a numbers game. Like, are you going to keep him over some other guys? Uh, Cause you're, you're trying to get a look at these young guys and he's 30 and, and no matter how well he pitches, will he not be on that rock? I just don't see if the way he's finished, I don't see how that, you couldn't protect, you have to protect it. And, and so right. I, I see a uh, Jedi of Chicago saying wood priors and Bruno Clement Maddox. Yeah. That's like, other than 16, that's, that's when you had this many mm -hmm. good young prospects, but that's kind of where it sort of ended at that point. Like, I, I feel like it didn't go as deep now. Maybe it's just because we didn't know the farm system as well then. 
they did have great young pitching and obviously things didn't work out, but yeah, it, that, by the way, that is also an example of why you hang on to all those young pitchers because when Pryor and Wood started getting arm injuries, it was like, who do you go to next? And, and this is a situation where maybe you do have those guys. How did, how did, uh, how did uh, casual Friday with Cody go? This was, you know, you, you met at Murphy's. I saw some of the photos picked out. I'll say this for the last Friday, one twenty at Wrigley field this season. I mean, that's a top 10 weather day, like sitting in the bleachers oh, had yeah. to be spectacular. It was I actually, I wore a hoodie. I wore the classic, uh, you know, you're wearing the shirt. I was wearing the hoodie today. Oh yeah. Right. And it uh, got so warm. You had to take it off. Yeah, yeah, I got so warm, I, I had to take it off, and I'm wearing my classic I'm ready to be hurt again shirt. Shout out to uh, Obvious Shirts for personalizing that for me. Shout out to my guy, Mai Tai guy right here. He's he's. If you ever go hang out in left field, this is the guy that you need to know. There's Bleacher Jeff in this guy. Yeah, um, well, he, last time we saw him, he was breaking up a fight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he was trying exactly. to break up a fight. Right, right. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. so – I'm going to be real with you, Luke. We, it wasn't like a gigantic turnout, uh, but we, I did meet some new, some new friends. It's all that matters. Who, uh, who, uh, who came in from Kansas city and uh, they one had never been to Wrigley field and the had before, but it was like an ant that they do every year. And uh, yeah, we, I got to know, we, we uh, I let them sit down at the table. I was at at Murphy's and, you know, we, we hung out for a good hour and a half and told them all about the podcast and everything like that. And um, yeah, so uh, Corey showed up, we had a good time. My girlfriend and her friend were there. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, this, was, this was a little thrown together. It was informal. It was yeah. just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to the final Friday, one twenty. Right. Come hang right, out with right. me. You want for, you know, have a beer. I'm not buying it, but come hang out with me. Exactly. Uh yeah. And then this picture that uh the law dog is throwing up here. Uh this is me and my girlfriend out in Love Field today. Oh, look at um, look at the ray of sunshine coming in behind yeah, you guys there. It was a beautiful day to go hang out at the federal landmark, as they call it. Um the, yeah, the, it, the sunlight's a little bit different when you get in the fall, it's a little softer in the fall for the yeah, photographs. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it helped that, you know, it was like 65, 70 degrees, right? It wasn't like 85, 90. Yeah, uh, perfect. So For I, me, it's I get, perfect. I, yeah. I get home. I'm not sweating bullets like I have in the past. You know what I mean? Right. Um, this is a day where you wanted to be sitting yeah. in the sun. Like, if you're in the shade, Absolutely. it might be a little cool. You probably need the jacket. But today was yes. like – for me, to, if you're going to sit in the bleachers to, or in the sun, today is the day to do it. When you get like 65 <laughs> degrees and the sun feels like 75, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I also met uh, Lauren Wisdom for the first time. She's kind of popular on Cubs Twitter. Um, and then I forgot her friend's name. But like one of the cool things I saw today was – um, it was her, her friend, and then I want to say like a dad of her friend. I guess they're season ticket holders, and then my tie guy as well. Like some bullpen, which when I looked at him, I was like, this guy does not look familiar. He looks like a bullpen coach. He came out of the bullpen in between innings multiple times and threw up signed baseballs with like a message on it to my tie guy and this other guy, and who I assume is a season ticket holder who comes all the time. 
and it was just like an appreciative thing yeah. given to them like thank you for always being here you're a true fan blow like that kind of thing and like that's one of those things that like that's one of those things that makes me proud to be a cubs fan because like like the people i met at murphy's they're all from kansas city right and they were right. telling me about what it's like to go to royals games and like they straight up told me like they can't sell their season tickets like they no, no, like yeah. no one wants to go watch them well yeah, Wrigley Field isn't packed. It's not 40,000 deep right now, right? But people still want to go. People still want to go enjoy that ballpark experience. And, like, that's – to me, that's the one thing I have hanging on here at the end, Luke, right? Like, <laughs> there's something different about being able to go to Wrigley Field on a Friday at 120 and, like, just enjoy the vibes, right? And, like, that was really cool when I saw that guy throw up those two balls up to those guys and, like, get to read – like, they showed me the ball and, like – they had like an actual message on them saying like, thank you for being a true fan. Like we appreciate you. Don't take that for granted, that type of thing. And like, uh, for me, like I take that, I take that like very, you know, hard because like you look at a lot of the teams all around the league and you just don't have that. And I know people can spin that as like, you know, Ricketts just steal money for people again, whatever. But I don't know. I feel like that's always been a thing with Cubs fandom what, before 2015, 2016. And like, that's one of the reasons why I've all, why I was Cubs fans. Like when you, when I was a kid, the team was so bad for most years. And like, you would still see people at the ballpark, man. Like yeah, yeah. that that's something that I've always been able to hang on to. And you can't say that we're a bunch of bandwagons. You can't say any of that kind of thing. Like people care about this team. People care about this franchise. People care about going to Wrigley field and like, enjoying their time so it was a cool moment to see that and interact with those guys so i just wanted to say that here on this podcast today also hats off to uh the grounds crew for getting the logo the way they not only the way they they cut the grass and put the lines down and stuff but the cubs logo out there and then the giant thank you uh, I was listening to Pat Hughes at the very beginning of the broadcast, and he was joking. Good thing they have people that spell because that could have been a viral moment if you misspell thank you somehow or you, you just messed it up <laughs> just a little bit. There's no way to fix the grass after you cut it. So, I would love to Pat, know how they do that. So Pat Hughes did uh, the, the TV broadcast? No, I was uh, running to Chipotle to get carry out. I brought it home, and I, I caught the first uh, three batters of the game on the radio. Uh, and he I was describing you. it. And then when I came back and I saw it on television, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, that that's what large. Is, like, there's no way to cover it up if you mess it up. I believe, and I, again, I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not a master of lawns or anything. I'm just going to – I believe the way they, they do that is they're not actually cutting the grass lower in a section. They're cutting it in a different direction, but they're also um, trailing – the uh, lawnmowers with something that's weighted down. So it's mm -hmm. bending, it's bending the grass blades like over, like in half, even though they're short, it's bending them over. And that's how you get the different colors. And, but how you do that with something as tiny as that logo and the words and stuff, I don't know. I, I understand how you can do it in straight lines, mm -hmm. which I think everybody should try to do that to their lawn because that would be unbelievable if you had it that way. But to come up with the logos like that, I, it's it's pretty cool to watch. Like I know everybody says the sod fathers on the south side. There's no prettier ballpark than Wrigley Field when when it's green and 
or in this case, the ivy is just starting to turn colors a little bit. Um, Cody, you've Absolutely. got some uh, points bet love for us this weekend. Uh, I, oh. I know you had, I know you had, uh, I believe the Bengals yesterday. I did have the Bengals yesterday, but I did have the under. I did oh. hit the under. Oh, no, you had the half. Dolphins yesterday, but you had the under, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I had the Dolphins yeah. and I had the under, and I had Tyreek Hill to score the first touchdown. It didn't work out, but you know what? I made my money back today, Luke, when mm. I had a hit. I had a hit parlay, $10 hit parlay of Nick, uh, of not Nico Horner, uh, Seiya Suzuki, Ian oh. Happ, yeah. and Christopher Morrell. At plus three twenty, ten dollars. I won like forty two bucks. There you go. You know, you love to see that, Luke. And uh, you know, again, points bet they give you really good odds, and that helps. And I'm gonna take that momentum into this weekend with college football and, and the NFL. This football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out your live second half over bet with with points bet you can access to you you have access to more live NFL mar- or live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Guys, choose the outcome of the next drive and the next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live with PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. These things are always easier before you sit next to my Thai guy in the bleachers. <laughs> That's what we've learned today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets and sports concerts and shows. Uh, ever dreamed of sitting in a seat at the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats so close you can have the sweat of your favorite artist and band hit you right in the face? It's possible with the Game Time app. Biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats that you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal this season. Just a, two days left for Cubs game tickets. Cody, did you use it for your tickets today? I did. I definitely used game time on my way in. I I got them. Me, I got me and my girlfriend's tickets for less than fifty bucks. Me That's and it. her. Less That's than it. fifty bucks. It was great. And uh, and of course, you're going to want to start using them for Bears tickets. I saw we've announced our next Bears tailgate coming up uh, in early November. Uh, so when you head out to Soldier Field or Whatever it might be, or a concert at the United Center coming up this winter, game time's the way to go. You won't find a better deal created by the fans for the fans, guaranteed lowest price. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. Best way to support us, buy your tickets through the link in the podcast and YouTube descriptions. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app now and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Again, guaranteed lowest price that is the way to go game time um luke let me yeah. let, can i tell you that i walked right by jed hoyer and miguel montero today at the federal Land really i walked right by him did uh, you challenge miggy to a race i should have i should have <laughs> should have said miggy have. huh quick but race. i so what happened was is i i went to the bathroom it's like 
I want to say the sixth or seventh inning. I want to say seventh inning. I went to the bathroom. I come back up. I have a Bud Light seltzer, black cherry, if you care about the flavor. And I walk up the the ramp up into left field. And uh, I get my drink. And then I walk out. And then I decide that, you know, a hot dog kind of sounds good. So I start to walk that way. And the next thing I know, it's Miguel Montero and Jed Hoyer and, like, Miguel Montero's like posse, I guess, because it was like a group of like seven. It wasn't the prospects because a lot of the young prospects were there, PCA and Mervis. Yeah, and- yeah. I, I, I under, I like maybe it was, but I didn't recognize them. I, I recognized Miguel Montero right away. Uh, I, I, if it, if, if I walked by PCA and Mervis, then I'm really gonna hate myself because like I wish I had done more. I wish I would right. Been like, you hey, should have thrown yourself at their feet. I, I should have just like, you know, at least said, hey, I've been following you guys all season. Like, I'm excited to see you guys next year, right? Like, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, all I noticed was Miguel Montero. Again, this was in like the seventh thing. So I was a couple. And you didn't yell at Jed about it. You didn't say nice I job didn't on yell Jed. Or- I, no, no, no. I didn't yell at Jed about anything. Uh, I did say, Sup guys, uh, and then that was that was it. That was all I had. That's all I could give them was sup guys. So I, I you know, I know we're kind of ranked kind of high in the baseball podcast in terms of rankings. But right, like, right. If, if they if they're tuning in, like, yeah, you, know, you should have dropped a CHGO. You, you should have dropped sup from CHGO. Well, I wasn't wearing like my my hoodie of the version of the shirt that you're wearing. I was, yeah. I was wearing. I just had this on, like I'm ready to be hurt again shirt, and like I was thinking that too. Like, man, they they probably wouldn't understand the the, the shtick no. behind it, and right. so like I I just didn't know what to do. I just let them keep going, but like it was it was like one of those moments where I was like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so speaking of Jed Hoyer, he's got obviously we've been talking about the pitching staff and and Samson and Assad before that and. Tough decisions they're going to have to make with the 40-man this offseason and hopefully some big additions this offseason. And, of course, the first one of the first names that always comes up is Carlos Correa, as we heard about it all last season. Ooh, we're going to talk about this guy. Let's now. see. Law, if you can pull up the interview yesterday after the Twins game against the White Sox, um, Correa was asked about uh, – the possibility of staying with the twins and uh, how they could secure him for the 2023 campaign. Cause he has the opportunity to opt out if he wants to, this is uh, Carlos Correa. I go to the mall and I go to the Dior store and I want something. I get it. Um, I ask how much it costs and I buy it. So if you really want something, you just, you just go get it. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm the product here, and uh, if they want my product, you know, they just got to come get it. I go to the mall, and I go to <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I now that I I'm a little humble, go ahead. he probably wouldn't say humble is his nickname. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, at Watching that after having a few drinks, Ed, it's kind of funny. But when you watch it sober, I promise you, it makes you feel a little like, what the fuck, bro? It was, it was a little cringeworthy. It was a little cringeworthy. That's how I felt last night. I sent into the Cub Slack channel last night, and like, I don't know, man. Like, 
listen, he's a great player. He's young, and I was watching a little Twins White Sox the other day when we were at the office, and I, you know, a few of the ground balls hit the short. He fields them, throws them to first, and it, he makes it look easy, man. Like this guy, this guy can field some routine grounders at shortstop, yeah. right? Uh, and obviously, he's he's shown he can hit. But I don't know, man. Like that that mentality. I don't. I don't know if I want that mentality. I, in, I will say in, that in in my clubhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I I think it turned definitely turned some people off. Fam guys saying that exactly. Um. Not everybody's going to be the way you want them to be, and if you're just hoping to get a bunch of uh, nice guys on your team, um, that doesn't happen very often. So, right. I, I he's still a great player. I will say this though. If you compare that on a team that's not going to make the playoffs, right? And mm-hmm. he's saying that going into the offseason, the season's not over. Compare that to the w- interviews you've heard with Aaron Judge, who just hit 61 home runs and is with the Yankees, and everything out of his mouth is team. The, the whole home run record thing is all about the team. He doesn't want to yep. talk about money. He doesn't want to talk about any of those things. That is what you're looking for. However, yeah. I will say don't get too turned off by the Correa thing because I was trying to think, now who would say that in a – who in past would say that in a Cubs uniform? Well, actually, probably a lot of guys. Sammy 100% would say like <laughs> – Sammy definitely that, would. Sammy yeah. would have said it, and many people That's want fair. Sammy – to at least come back and, you know, blow the kisses to everybody at Wrigley Field. So <laughs> right. I'm not saying he's Sosa, but I'm just like, he the wouldn't mentality be the and the attitude. crazy personality. And yeah, I don't know that Javi would say that, but Javi would. Uh, You'd have something similar to it. Though. That would ooze out of Javi's pores yeah. a little bit, right? Like, so I, it wouldn't Absolutely. be exactly like that. It was a turnoff, but is it enough of a turnoff for me to not want him? No. Is it enough of a turnoff for me to say I like Bogarts or maybe Turner more? I haven't heard them say anything yet, but so far, <laughs> maybe the answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I sent in this Cub Slack channel last night, and I was like, all right, I'll take Bogarts or Turner, or let's trade for Otani. Like, I maybe, maybe I was overacting a little bit, but I don't know, yeah. man. Like, you know, one of the – one of the things about the 2016 team was that not only was that team super talented and you had guys who could beat you all across the board, but also the, the vibe or the clubhouse like camaraderie, you could, you could read it. You knew that it was something. And like, I don't know what he said just kind of read me the wrong way, but at the same time, you know, you, you compared what he said was kind of like what Sammy was kind of oh, like. Sammy, Sammy would say that in a heartbeat. In a Absolutely. heartbeat. Would, right? and, I, and I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. I yeah. just, I don't know. I it rubbed uh, you the wrong way. I heard a Kevin it, Durant bite the other day where he was like, I know how good I am. Like again, right, right. it just rubs you the wrong way. Like there's confidence and then there's, unnecessary confidence i see bgdn lsd uh saying cubs winning in garbage time september any team can do that not true look at the white Sox. it's not true like do i think it's it's easier to do it uh now yeah but they're doing it with a lot of young guys and it hasn't just been september it's really been since the all-star break like they're not bad 
And there's a there's there are a lot of reasons to be uh, excited about what you're seeing in the future, especially if they spend the right money or make the right trades this offseason. Um, yeah. Cody, we talked you about your. What's that? You can't you can't fault them for the schedule they're playing, right? Like, I mean, they did just sweep the Phillies. No, they beat know? the Phillies. They beat the Mets. Like they two out of three. I guess they're, they're Mets, taking right? out playoff teams too. Um, yeah, we talked about your vibes, but the coolest the coolest thing to happen uh, in the Cubs fandom area today was the drone video that Cubs Productions put together with the help of another company. Um, and I, I'll just say this: it's it's the old, I've never seen Wrigley Field the way they showed it to you. You can only see it that way with your eyes, and you could. It's it's as if they attached a GoPro to a sparrow or a pigeon or something, and it flew through all of Wrigley. It goes through the locker room, but I and I know Lawrence was will say the same thing. It, it is so well done, and I, I want to talk about it more at a later date. But, like, if you haven't seen it, go to the Chicago Cubs Twitter handle. It starts, like, above the, the L tracks, and it's Addison, and they mix in great. The audio doesn't necessarily always match. Yeah, I was looking for Cody at this part. Where, is Cody yeah. here in Murphy's? No, it doesn't. Am I in Murphy's? I only have, as, as a longtime TV person, I only have one thing that I could say I would – like to see slightly different and it's maybe the best video i've ever seen of anything like this especially on social media i wish they had gone back and redone it on a perfect blue sky day yeah that's yeah. it like, a flat you, know, sky. It's like flat you don't sky. get the warm sunny this vibe right of wrigley field because it's a cloudy part, day but this part made me gas the 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 right. when they went right through the fire truck <laughs> wow like, lawrence said he yeah. gasped i almost dropped my knees in awe i was so like what what just happened? Yeah. Like, how did they pull that off? Now, here's where I start to think, like, at some point, I don't, I can't wait to ask somebody this. And I've done some digging with some of the photographers there, but I, they haven't told me. I don't believe it's just one shot. I, I believe there is some unbelievable editing in, editing in there. Uh, for instance, they go into the scoreboard from the side and they come out one of the holes. When the guy takes the number down, I think that's maybe a spot where they edit. Cole, right? It's unbelievable. And the audio is great. They go by Ernie Banks and you have the audio from Ernie and, and you have a home run call as you go by the wall and you, you hear the guys coming out and they time it again. There's got to be an edit before Saya runs onto the field. Cause look, this is way before the game. There's nobody in the stadium. And one minute later, Saya Suzuki's running out to the field. So there is editing involved in it, but somehow they made it look like a drone Spent four minutes just giving you a four-minute tour of Wrigley Field. This part's yeah. incredible. Too. I look for Schwarber's ball up there on the uh, scoreboard. But now I see. I think it's sunny. I think it's sunny when they come out of the scoreboard here. Look out, dude! So Whoa. when you get the flat, when you get the flash of the number coming down, boom! Edit. No, yeah. it's still cloudy, and there's still nobody gray. there. Still gray. But I mean, you're right though. Like, there's no one in the crowd, and then at the no, end it, ha it has to be edited. Out, like, it has to be, but the way it's done is absolutely incredible. You get brick house in there for this part. I mean, it's yeah. it's wild. I, I just, it's amazing. I, I I couldn't believe how well they did. Well, well right. They I mean, they it. time it up with again, and they time it up with Cole Wright saying something outside the stadium, like outside the marquee, which he's almost never there. He's in studio, but it'd be impossible to time that up with 
the other things going on and say it in this part here that was pretty cool they go by the the, the um, world series trophy i was like wow oh I yeah didn't... just down these random hallways that most people yeah. don't get to see right like right and, and now you start heading towards the uh clubhouse and then they take you through the clubhouse for a second that's cool that's most pretty... people don't most people have never seen like wide views of the clubhouse you see a guy up against his locker right right yeah all this stuff's cool Oh, yeah, it's very it, cool. And then you go up to the dugout. Admittedly, this is the first time I'm seeing, like, this part because the part that I saw was the going through the scoreboard, oh, and that was it because when I watched it, I was getting, I was about to get my hair cut. I was at, I was at the barber. <laughs> and then whenever, whenever they called my name, I had to close the app, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch this later. And, while well, I never got a chance to watch it later, and here we are. This is this is this is a second like a first full time I'm really watching this. this it's unbelievable, yeah. But see now the crowd is fully out there, and and you'll probably be watching this all weekend because it's, I mean, it's so good. <laughs> but see yeah. if it let's just say it had been. Sh- I I I'm sure to set it up and get tons of work to get the shots set up and figure out how you're going to do them and what order you're going to do them. And this company is probably very expensive to try and line that up with. I I. To redo it just because it wasn't cloudy, you probably can't cancel the whole thing. Um, But like on a day like today where you saw the picture of Cody with his girlfriend and like the soft lights coming through the outfield. Imagine imagine that just taking it up one more tick or or doing I'd like to see him do it again for the next playoff. Next time the Cubs are in the playoffs, Mm. then you'll have absolutely. But this was incredible. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way, but just so you know, we've got a Ryan Herrera sighting uh, waiting to jump on. I don't know if you want to do an ad oh, read or what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, let here, me but... let me do one more game time here, and then we'll okay. uh, enter uh, Herrera. Right. Uh, game time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score your best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You know, you might have dreamed it's sitting in a 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, maybe next to Cody in the bleachers, floor <laughs> seats, so close you can just feel the sweat off the band it's possible with the game time app the biggest last minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy and you won't find a better deal this season on bears tickets that's for sure or bulls or blackhawks created by the fans for the fans guaranteed lowest price if you love chgo you're gonna love the game time app and it's the best way to support us buy your tickets when you go to games and concerts through the link in our podcast description or youtube description Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. You're going to want to have it ready when you go to our next Bears tailgate. You don't have to have a ticket when you go out there. You have the app. You wait for the ticket prices to start plummeting, and boom, you break out the app. You go and you walk into the stadium right after the uh, CHGO tailgate at Michigan and Roosevelt, which, by the way, I think you can start buying tickets for. Uh, We have tweeted it out at CHGO Sports. Uh, I retweeted it if you're looking for it that way. Uh, I know Cody went to the first one. I'm locked into going for the second one, which I believe Woo! is November 6th. 6th, is that right? It's that against the Dolphins. I want to say Dolphins game. that is correct. Dolphins game. So uh, make sure you Dolphins. go. Uh, they had a food truck. It was 34 bucks. Uh, all your beer, all your booze. Uh, get your car in there. A- everything. I mean, it's spectacular, right? And the food truck was carne asada breakfast tacos. <laughs> It was yeah. phenomenal. The and food I truck saw, was awesome. I saw Stan's Donuts was had boxes there too. Yes. Yeah. Stan's Donuts. There were some Stan's Donuts boxes there. It was awesome. 
If, mm. if I can be a guy who emphasizes it more, vibes were immaculate that day. And I got to hang out with not only my friends from CHGO, but also people who love CHGO. So it was, it was a really fun day. It was, it was the highlight of my weekend last weekend. Cody and Ryan, men of the people. Hello. Men of the people. Hello. Uh, here he is, Ryan Hello. Herrera. After a nice you had a long day. day. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow. It's imp- it should be impressive that I got home yeah. and like you know was able to do this show. I've been riding this show like right. It, oh yeah, we should, I deserve. This has been a white claw heavy show. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> but they maybe could be based on this show. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that honestly. Let's right. Get, let's let's get that going. What flavor again? Especially Cody, if, is it black cherry. Black cherry. Right. It's the only black cherry is the only one in my fridge right now. That's not because of me. That's because of the girl I live with. Uh, but also, it would be a good. It would be a good one because everyone, everyone knows how Pat Hughes does the white claw ad. <laughs> right. Whenever he's whenever at the beginning yeah. of the game, like right. everyone knows. You know what Pat Hughes did today? I told you I. I listen to the first like three batters of the game um, on the radio. And he was doing his uniform description. And he described the city connect uniforms as snazzy Navy pants. Snazzy. <laughs> Who's the word snazzy. Nobody. Snazzy. I'm sorry. Snazzy Navy trousers. Oh, now that, 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 that makes sense. That, well, and that's, that's older than me, it. but it's a great description. He can't not say trousers. No, he has to trousers. Yeah. Five games to go. Two for Mr. Herrera. Two at the ballpark, right? Two more more home games. Um, By the way, I did want to say, before we get into post-game real quick, um, I said at the beginning, you know, this was the last Friday 120. Or is it? We're working on our off-season schedule. We've decided Ooh. our podcast will now be hitting you at 120 during oh. the week. 120 will be our start time. Whoa. So I like that. We I haven't like decided. That. We haven't decided if it's going to be. Uh, well, right. Well, I'll just say right now, we know it's going to be almost every day, 120 CHGO Cubs podcast. I know that the Cubs-related one for sure will be on Sundays. I don't know if that one's going to be at 120, but the ones we do, mm-hmm. whether that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or whether that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, those will be 120 starts. That's awesome. Perfectly. Like kind, it. right? It's a great idea. It's a great yeah. idea. It's a great you can idea. wear that shirt. You can wear that shirt. Uh, right. You, right you have to wear it every time we do a podcast now. So I'm going to need a few more of these. <laughs> <laughs> what was said after the game? Because, Ryan, we did a lot of talking about Samson. We saw your tweet with the yeah. stats. Uh, we've been rattling off stats, and we both said, you know, we used to think of him as Mills 2.0, and we've had conversations just in the last month about how it may come down to a numbers thing for Samson on the 40-man roster, but – I mean, this is seven straight starts now. Like, this is impressive. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Yeah, well, you know, we we, we talked to Ross. We actually were talking about Samson with Ross pregame, um, you know, just talking about his the run that he's been on coming into today um, and, 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 you know, kind of looking back at when Samson um, 
was optioned near the end of June when the the rosters uh, went from uh, a 14 pitcher limit to 13, and he became just kind of the odd man out. Um, that Samson had like in the meeting with Ross when they when Ross was telling him he was going being sent down to AAA. I remember Samson kind of had like the ass, like he kind of told him in maybe not too easy terms that he disagreed with the decision and and felt that he deserved or felt like he should be in, in on the big league club. And obviously mm-hmm. um, I remember Ross talked about like he he loved it. He loved the passion and the fire from him uh, as hard as the decision was to make. Um, but when Samson came back up five days later, he, you know, he, he, he he's like, he, he decided that he, and I mean, I, I, when he, we came back up five days later, he kind of had a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and, and realized he had to prove that he does belong here. And like you said, we've been talking about it since he kind of went in the rotation. Like, is this a guy that's going to stick around? Is he going to be a guy that gets, you know, DFA'd or, or traded or something um, to alleviate some of the 40 man uh, or this 40 man crunch? Um, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's like, as much as we've talked about that, the fact that he just keeps going out there and putting up good performances, these five straight quality starts. I I kind I'm kind of leaning even even when I wrote up uh, about the forty man crunch a couple of weeks ago I kind of had him on my like um, kind of like, it's like a I don't know section like right like, these guys are on the bubble I, he may I he may he, very well be on a yeah. lock and he, he he could be a lock at this point because he's pitched so well uh, I'm not saying he is going to be in the rotation next year um, we actually asked him afterwards like what what he envisions 2023 being and he kind of said he's like you know, whatever role they want me in, I'll do it. You know, he just, he wants to be on this team. He, he said, he thinks that they can, he, he, he sees, he sees them competing next year. I um, mean, he wants to be a part of that. So whatever role he's in, whatever role they ask of him, he's willing to do it. Um, but yeah, but I, he, maybe it's just like a bullpen guy who's just who starter depth when injuries happen, he hops in and, and takes over some starts, but all in all, like he's, He's doing it like he's he's proving he's the he's the guy that's proving he belongs. Um, he should be protected from the rule five draft. He should be, right. you know, on the 40 man through the offseason and and even, you know, be on the big league roster uh, on opening day next year because he's pitched so well. He really has pitched so well. And it's been, you know, eye opening because right. it was like, I remember early on, it was like, Okay, like this guy's he pitched a couple good times, but you know, he's gonna have he's gonna have a fall off here somewhere. It just it just hasn't really happened. He's and his just been... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like his yeah. velocity and stuff is not overwhelming. It's it's been his command of where he wants the pitches to go and knowing where he wants to put them and just painting lines the last like five mm-hmm. to seven starts. I mean, he only has uh two runs or less and seven straight starts now. So even even when it's not like a quality start, he's still not giving up a lot of runs. He's been he's been that good. And I I caught the very beginning of the post game show on Marquee with Dempster, and he's like, I love to see when he comes out, and he's just kind of like, like he's painting first pitch strike on guys. I think it was fifteen of I wrote it down what it was today. Uh, Sixteen of twenty five first pitch strike. I mean, that sets the table for any good pitcher. Like, you know, that's that's like Kyle Hendricks 101. That's Greg Maddox 101. If you don't have overwhelming stuff, and his velocity's gone up a little bit this year, but that's how you are effective at 
pitching in the major leagues. Get the first pitch strike on the guy, and it sets the tone for the whole at bat. Yeah, just what he's doing. That's that's how you win a spot on a big league roster. To doing yeah. what he did when you're a, when you really come up and you're a fringe guy for most of the season. Doing what he's done now is just how you how you <laughs> keep yourself in the big leagues. And I mean, you know, hats off to him for for taking the opportunity when they when they brought him back up. And and he's really, I mean, he's really ran with it for most of his now three months in the rotation, but especially in September, like a one five zero ERA, like he's been. He's been, he's been he's been really really good. Um, uh, Ross during the broadcast was asked about again the great plays with Ian Happ in the field, um, and he had said that he has not heard about having a vote for um, Gold Gloves this year. But the last time he heard, which was a couple days ago, he had heard that Happ was in the top two for left field, and he said he thought that Nico should be in that conversation at short as well, but he wasn't sure. Um, I'd be surprised if one of those guys is in a gold glover. It's very possible both are gold glovers, but yeah. I'd be surprised if one, if at least Hap doesn't win the gold glove. Yeah. I mean, well, Hap, I remember, I remember looking at the metrics yesterday because he had like two really good plays. Um with when Keegan was on the bump, he had a diving play kind of running in. And then obviously the one um, sliding into the wall. Uh, and I look at the metrics and he's like second. And I don't remember if it was second in the national league or second in the majors at, at, among left fielders, um, second in like defensive runs saved. Um, he's near the top and like outs of like the, you know, all the defensive metrics that uh, kind of help you measure how good you really are. It's not just the eye test, but even the eye test looks good. Like I, I, you know, we we talked to Ian yesterday, and he kind of feels like he has put himself in the Gold Glove conversation because of the work. Obviously, being able to stick at left field every single day for an entire season helps. Um, you know, helps him learn the wall over there in left field. It helps him like just understand how you know the wind works at Wrigley Field in one position, that how the ball plays, stuff like that. But um, that all the work he's put in, you know, he thinks he's kind of made him made a case for himself. I know Ross feels the same way. Um, and Nico too, Nico, I don't, I haven't looked at Nico or like the shortstop defensive right. standings in a while, but I know Nico was up there for a very long time. Um, you know, he makes the routine plays. He surprises you with some really good plays. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a chance if, if Nico's in that top two, uh, I definitely think at this point I, I could see both of them winning gold gloves. Um, maybe that would be have, fun. maybe have a little more. A little more likely than Nico, mm -hmm. um, but I could I could see, I could definitely see both of them. I, I I would be surprised if, like you said, if at least one doesn't. Um, but I could definitely see, you know, somehow them both winning it. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of competition at shortstop, right? So yeah, I yeah. yeah, I could That's totally see Ian Happ per perhaps winning it just because like. You think of Gold Glove left fielders are like, uh, you know okay. what I mean. <laughs> so yeah uh all right we want to get to the very exciting uh who you got standings here because it's a big win for the old guy today the young guys were caught yeah. napping Vi caught <laughs> i love napping. the graphic this is the best graphic. we gave we gave you vibes and uh ryan attempted to take wisdom after the start of the game but before his at bat uh fortunately for me, either way he was 0 for 4 with two strikeouts 
Um, I don't believe Vibes is actually a player. And my guy was one for four with a run scored. So it looks like the old man has. Vibes do something, Luke. Vibes make us all happy. All right. Like good, good vibes. Makes everyone happy. White Claw is what's making you happy right now. Not necessarily the vibes. (laughs) Whatever you want to say. I think vibes are immaculate on a Friday after a 120 start. And the Cubs have won nine of the last ten, and uh, getting to meet people out in that the is, field and, and at Murphy's. Lo- I think vibes win this one. That you, you'll always have those vibes, but you'll never have the who you got win today. Uh, <laughs> where where does this put the standings? Am I back within one now? Uh, I, I wouldn't say. I, I, don't, I don't. Here, let me. I'm bringing it up right now. All right, I won the last two. Right, so. Yeah, I think I was down to one or no, 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 no. It is. At one point, it was down to one. He's down to two. It's down to two. It's 27, 25, 21. And with this one, it's down to one. No, no, that's not that's not how it works. I don't know what's happening here. I literally have it up. The white claws are blurring the computer screen. No, I get get that I'm that close. Oh my god! I'll tell you right now. Your extra be... point from Maverick images in this count. mirror may be closer than they appear. <laughs> I'll tell you right Luke now. Luke wins, uh, but yeah. it's twenty-seven to twenty-five. Yeah. To five to go. Five to go. Make sure you get I, your picks uh, in for the weekend. I mean, oh, Do we want to make be... a standing pick? You want to make a standing pick for the weekend, just in case uh, we don't get one in. I'll take. I'll take Sayo for the weekend. I'll take Nico. I'll send mine. In. <laughs> I don't know. I'll yeah, send well, mine in. I still might. I still might change mine if I find out Nico. No one, no one took Hap, and everyone knows how he masses against against the Reds. So there you go, and Ryan. He's not in Cincinnati, though. That's true. That's true. Cincinnati. Rhonda says I win. Thank you, Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> no, I gave you the point. It's okay, okay. All right. All right. I got the point. You got the point. I, I don't. I'm not good at the magic number thing, but Cody's magic number is low. <laughs> a low number with five Whoa. to go. Yeah, there's, we still there's have a, a there's a. There's a day on like Wednesday. I'm gonna throw all my chips on the table. And be like Strowman for twenty. Yeah, and see what happens. Uh, there's a Twitter account out there called Cubs Magic Number, uh-huh. and they, they just they just tweet every time like. After every Cubs win or loss, and they tell you what the magic number is. They, can we they get start, them? To, they, can we get they, them to calculate who you got magic number for us? I I might have to DM them and ask. You know what I mean? But like, the problem is, we don't really know how many games are left because we all might miss some games, and then it's you know throws the magic <laughs> number off. I'm taking say for the weekend though. The guy's been mashing. The all right, all right, mashing. all right. Uh, anything else, guys? Before we head into what's supposed to be weather-wise, a great uh, a great weekend. Uh, Ryan, please hit me up tomorrow. Uh, would love to hang out with you finally in the Chicago <laughs> city area. Thank you. Sure. Uh, He'll bring the white claw. Did we talk about steel at all? No. Uh, I don't know. No, I we did not. This, uh, I believe it was two days ago. Um, not completely shutting the door, but Ross kind of hinting like it, it's looking like they're not going to try to get him back to pitching again. Gotcha. Um, on the other hand, Drew Smiley is starting tomorrow, feeling better. 
I believe Wade Miley threw a bullpen yesterday or one of the last two days. Um, so he may get another start in there, but um, yeah, that's kind of the, where the rotation lies. Steele um, would be, yeah, not, not technically shut down, but I think we can kind of go with that. Sounds good. Cubs win six, one, they've won nine of 10 and uh, they started the month of September losing five of six. They finish it by winning nine of their last 10 off to a good start. And the bots are up, so we're checking out. Uh, thanks. The for- season total over is still alive. Once still alive. again, seventy-one. Yeah, still alive. Uh, we thanks- need seventy-six, baby. Come on, what's went out? Thanks for ch- checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by Points Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand bucks. Have a great weekend and fly the W.